0: right so we'll get started so abby welcome to the podcast this is really exciting i'm really happy to have you on
1: thank you for having me
0: oh no it's a pleasure um i thought we'd better start off just by uh, having you introduce yourself tell everyone a little bit about what it is that you do and tell everyone your story how you got into it um go for yeah. it yeah
1: so i am abby and the owner of Abbey Design currently just sort of doing branding for a lot of different businesses. Um, my, I say my niche is kind of like the beauty industry, but I'm trying to get away from that because, like, trying to build up your portfolio and everything like that, it's I'm trying to not stick to one thing because that's where I started, but um, yeah, everything's going amazing. Um, so I have been in the industry for around four years now. I actually never went to uni, so I went to college, studied graphic design, um, studied fine art as well as psychology, um, and then I, I just knew in my second year of college that uni wasn't gonna be for me. I think you kind of know like, if you wanna go or not, so I had it in my mind like I don't wanna go to uni just because I didn't know if graphic design was actually gonna be for me, um, so I wanted to get into the industry first to sort of um, get some work experience, know if that's kind of what I wanted to do so luckily when I finished um, college I got um, two A's so I got an A in um, graphic design, an A in fine art and then I think I got a C in psychology. Um, there was actually a apprenticeship going um, for a graphic designer um, at the Grand Pier in Western super I don't know if anyone will know about it but um, it's quite a big attraction in Western super where I'm from um, so yeah, I, I managed to get an apprenticeship from from them and did around four months with them And then they actually hired me full-time which was incredible because the qualification. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so the qualification for the um, apprenticeship was this like equivalent to what my college um, My college one was anyway, so I thought like oh, this is amazing. So I don't have to finish the um, apprenticeship they're gonna hire me full-time so I ended up working with them for around, I think it was like nine months. Um, and then another job come up that was around 20 minutes from where I live in a place called Breen. Um, and it was for a really big holiday park there. And it was in like the marketing department um, as a graphic designer. So went to the interview, did a task for them. They loved me and then yeah, they offered me the job, which was amazing. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm actually managing to get into the sort of field, something that I've like wanted to do. So, um, yeah, and, I, and obviously didn't go to uni, and I've managed to sort of just like worm my way into a creative job, which is like amazing for me. So, yeah, um, I ended yeah. up, yeah, I ended up working with them for around, I think it was around four years. So, I started at the bottom. Um, I worked with another designer, which was amazing because I literally learned everything I could off of that designer. So they taught me like the ins and outs of print. Yeah, just
0: absorb it all.
1: It's it, <laughs> Honestly, it's amazing. So yeah, we learned print, the design, like everything. Like they, We had like a massive in-house printer as well. So I've learned like the whole signage, you know, like putting vinyl up, everything like that, like down to the nitty gritty bits I learned, which I think for like me, that was like the best thing I could have sort of do- like done. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was there for four years. Um, Started my business around a year and a half ago. So I set it up um, and it wasn't initially doing branding. So it was more of like the illustration side. Um, Just because when you're working full time, I always found like when I would come home I I didn't really want to do design and I wanted to do something creative yeah I know what you mean but not not sort of the same as what my job was so I thought like what can I do so I bought myself an iPad um, started doing some like illustrations which I really really loved Um, started building my confidence up started building a little bit of a following um, but didn't really like think much of it so kind of didn't put like my all into it because I thought like, oh, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. Like I'm earning like good money with my job already. Um, So yeah, I didn't really put my all into it. And then obviously the pandemic happened this year. So um, I I got furloughed from my full-time job. um, And to be honest.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, so to be honest, that would like, that was the best thing that could have happened like to me this year. Without that happening, I honestly don't think I would be in the position that I am now. So yeah, I got furloughed um, and then thought, I, I think I had like a realization, like looking back, I think like, I th- kind of thought to myself like, right, what are you actually doing with your life? Like, what what do you want to do? Like, cause you're kind of just <laughs> like, I, I've been in like yeah. a job, job for four years and like the job was amazing. Like I would recommend to anyone like starting out, to try and get some work experience try and get into like um, a graphic design firm and um, before you start your own business because I'm not gonna lie like I learned everything in that job it was the best thing for me so yeah I would really recommend like before doing like starting your own business to try and just get in with a firm completely
0: agree with you yeah, yeah. so you
1: can just try and like learn off of someone sort of know the basics of it um but yeah so got a load, S- like Obviously, I thought to myself, like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I doing with my life? Do I want to, like, still carry on working for this company that I've worked with for four years? Because four years is quite a long time to, like, work with with a company, I think. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I just thought, right, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try and put my all into my business. I've got a lot of time now to actually start, um, like, doing some branding, trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like. Um, so yeah it all kind of just happened from there to be honest and yeah I am here now I know that was a very long intro I'm really sorry (laughs) but yeah I'm here now no it's good no
0: (laughs) yeah it's really interesting to hear your story and like especially a big thing that we always try and have a little bit of a chat about especially when it's with other young designers obviously this whole podcast is for young designers and quite often people who are still at school or considering their options going forward so to hear a story from someone who's done as well as you have yeah and not gone to uni is i know it's, it's not exactly rare i know a lot of people don't go to uni but it is yeah. it's, it's great to sort of like have that as an example and to see okay. that yeah you don't you don't have to go to uni
1: and no, i completely so agree
0: i partly yeah. which is i didn't bother
1: <laughs> no i know i know i've like i've talked to a few designers and they've said you know what I wish I didn't go to uni and I wish I tried to sort of get in with someone first and the funny thing is so where I used to work um there was a guy there who so we we did completely different paths so obviously I went um and got an apprenticeship he went to uni studied graphic design and like we ended up in the same like position he was another graphic designer in the marketing team so do do you know what I mean like you can get to the same sort of position by by doing completely different things so it was it was Sort of nice to know like that I ended up in the sort of same position as someone from uni so for anyone that tells you like you need that uni degree like you you don't like if you want to try and not go into it like if you want to go into it by trying to get work experience and working for a company um do it just like, honestly just go for it
0: yeah yeah no you're, you are completely right I completely agree And it does, it shows, I think you were definitely lucky to know quite early on what you wanted to do in terms of, like, you wanted to be a graphic designer, but do you think you knew that early on that, one, you wanted to work with brands, and two, that you wanted to work for yourself?
1: No. Not at all. Neither? No. So, after college... I still didn't know like if I wanted to do graphic design. Like I just thought I know I am creative. Like creativity has been in me since I was little. Like I love that like the most important thing for me at school was art. Like art was my thing that I just loved. Like I loved drama. So I've always been a sort of creative person. So I just thought like what what is a job that I can do that is creative? Like I know like I could like I really do love like painting and I haven't painted in ages but I just thought like it's, it's, it's a very hard industry to sort of get into so the only other thing I can sort of do is yeah art itself is yeah yeah um so yeah the only other sort of thing I can do is graphic design so I might as well try it out with this company that I've got the apprenticeship with see if I like it like learn off of this person um and yeah from there I think I still, do you know what? I still don't think I I knew that I wanted to do it. it. I don't think it was until I went on to that other job, um, until I knew like, oh, do you know what? I actually really like this. But then I was at that job for four years and not once did I think about starting my own company because I think I still had a lot to learn and I wasn't sort of at that place at the beginning like, I just wasn't confident and I knew it in myself, like as a designer, like I had loads to learn. So over those four years, I learned so much. And I think um, getting into the third year of working for them is when I started thinking, do you know what? I feel a lot more confident now. I'm gonna start try and start my own business, see what happens with that. But I, just, I didn't think that I would be in the position that I am now starting that business back then. I just kind of thought, oh, I can make some extra money. You know what, I'm gonna just yeah yeah I was, I was in my other job and like the side. Was make, I yeah. was making all like, right money so I think for me back then it was just trying to make some extra money on top of that and I didn't think that it would lead me into me like owning my own business going full time with it so I think yeah it's just crazy like what you can do when you like put your mind
0: to it yeah oh exactly that yeah and yeah you're you're what you do at the moment is amazing you seem to be like churning out a new brand every week i swear like <laughs> another brand from abby cool
1: <laughs> yeah you
0: seem to be working with a whole bunch of really cool brands
1: i know yeah it's, it's exciting i think i think at the start i just sort of went for it so obviously i was furloughed and i thought oh my god like all this extra time i'm just gonna do as many brands as possible and back then like I'm saying back then and this was only like four months ago which is crazy to even think about it but, <laughs> it's crazy but yeah, how that, things change oh, yeah yeah so like f- I think like four months ago I wish I would literally take on any brand any brand that came my way I was like I'm doing it yep yep you're on my waiting list yep I'll book you in um and I do you know what I didn't really have a like a schedule I didn't know how to book people in. I didn't know how many sort of clients I should take on, like how long each project would take me. And I think you sort of learn that as you progress on and you know, you're like booking more. Yeah, busy. it's you're, definitely you're figuring,
0: trial and error.
1: Yeah, you're figuring out how many like clients I should be taking on, what what like, some nights I would be working till like 2am, it, it got ridiculous. So I think you do, you figure, oh yeah, you figure it out um,
0: mm.
1: as you go. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think, like, it was just four months ago.
0: It is. It's crazy. And, like, as you say, you've now got to the point where you, you don't just take on any brand now, do you? You, no. you open your, your brand inquiry list or your um, like your waiting list for, um, like, a limited amount of time. And then you base it off of what people say to you and their, their inquiries to you and whether you think you'll be a right fit, which I think yes. is definitely the right way to be but how how do you think like what what allowed you to get to that point like from just i'll take on any work that i can um to becoming that point Where obviously it means you can raise your prices it means that you can create work that you're more proud of which will i suppose in turn help you create more more work that you want to be doing (laughs) so yeah how did you how did you get to that point do you think
1: so for me at the start i I purely took on anyone because I didn't really have a portfolio. I didn't really have clients coming to me that could trust me because I I didn't have enough work out there. So for me, the starting point was, take on any client because I'll need it for my portfolio. Once I start taking clients on, um, they're gonna be recommending me to other people that they know in the industry. And then from that, that is when a lot more people started inquiring with me. And I would take, I would still take them on, like even if I wasn't sure on the type of project, the type of company, do you know what, like the style that they were after, I would still take them on because I just thought this is like, something for my portfolio um, I need the money I'm trying to go beggars can't be
0: choosers
1: (laughs) I'm trying to go full-time so I sort of felt back then if I didn't take it on like that's money going down the drain whereas now yeah as I've obviously like a lot of clients are recommending me to like their friends which is great because like it's getting my business name out there Um, I think as well the thing that has helped me is obviously growing my social media like that is the main thing that has helped me get to sort of where I am today so being consistent on social media like that is my top thing like posting every day for me that like gets inquiries because more people are seeing my work so yeah, I don't know, I just yeah. think just bit be, like being consistent, um, Get like getting those inquiries and then, yeah, I don't know, just, it's, it's really hard to like, think about because it, it kind of, just, like for me, it's just happened,
0: like. It just happened, yeah. <laughs> just like,
1: even to think like four months ago, but yeah, it's, it's just, I think, really trying to just like post as much as you can, getting your name out there, like taking on as many clients as you can at the start for me now, obviously I don't take on every single client. I have a waiting list. Like, my waiting list currently is, like, February right now, which is just, like, insane. Like, I don't even know how that's happened. Yeah. Um, think, Considering yes. that
0: at time of recording we're in November and you're you're booking, like, three I months know. in ahead, that's crazy. It's so exciting. It's like the, other,
1: the other day I had something on my inquiry form. I, I asked sort of my um, people that are inquiring, like, why do you want to work with me? um and one person put on there oh i saw that you have a waiting list in like until february and i thought you must be good because you've obviously got people waiting <laughs> for you so yeah. I, I can kind of like i can kind of see that like i guess if you are, you have to wait for someone it is probably a good sign whereas if you only have to sort of wait a week or like three days for another designer the chances are do you know what I mean they're not they're not yeah yeah they're not going to be like i know exactly what you mean
0: i remember when um when i got my first tattoo i remember going to the tattoo parlor and them saying yeah yeah we can fit you in tomorrow and my dad said to me at the time he was like that's kind of a red flag because like if a if a tattooist is going to be um really good they're probably going to have like a good few months waiting list me being 19 was like i don't care," so i just went and got it and it's a shit tattoo like it is a shit tattoo so (laughs) that taught me but this is exactly this is exactly the same like if something good is going to be worth waiting for, and you probably will have to wait for it, so I think yeah, yeah having a waiting list does sort of prove, and it's the same. It's like these little things that you you sort of are byproducts of your business going well that then contribute to your business going even better. Like with yeah. the Instagram following, obviously your Instagram following is growing because your work's so good, but then people follow you because they land on your page and go, "Oh, she's got eight thousand, nine thousand followers." Yeah, she must yeah. be great. So I better follow her yeah. and then people obviously land on your page and see like people who are looking for like actual business inquiries will land on your page and think, "Oh my god, nearly 10,000 people follow this girl. I better follow I better it. I better work with her. She's obviously great." That's so great. yeah, it's all of that sort of like that credibility and Social makes you more proof. trustworthy, I suppose. Yeah. I'm Social 100%. proof. Yeah, that's yeah. a good good word. Yeah. yeah.
1: With without that, it yeah, it's it's just mad. Yeah, the, about the following. Like I think it's just crazy to think I think it was at the start of furlough I think I was on like 3k followers I think it was that and honestly like
0: I started following you back then yeah because I followed you just after you did your 3k giveaway and that was in like May yeah (laughs) it was in like May that's crazy it is
1: isn't it yeah I just yeah you've like tripled your
0: following since then
1: I know I think like I get so many questions like asking like how did you get like to where you are how have you grown your following and for me, I just think like you have to be consistent. Like I will land on some people's mm. pages, and like for people asking me these sort of questions, I will look at their page and think the reason why you're not growing your following is because you last posted two weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? You're you're not mm. gonna get yeah. no followers if you're not literally showing up on social media every single day. Like you need to be there. Yeah. To, if you really want to grow your following, like you need to be there. <laughs>
0: yeah literally 100% and also you've got a I know some people have very sort of like refined styles um, to the point where like they only use like one colour palette and things like that but I feel like you definitely still have a very visual style but the visual style is sort of like lots of different colours and bold colours bright colours but you can see that across your feed and people know It's it's that thing isn't it that when people land on your page and they see your page they then know what sort of content to expect from you whereas if you were to land on someone's page and it's all a bit higgledy-piggledy and nothing looks like it goes together no they people don't know what they're going to follow you for because they don't know what they're going to get
1: yeah I think that's important too you need to sort of work out what your design style is I mean for like Mm. me at the start I had no idea like I would do I would bash out a load of passion projects and still not have a clue sort of what style I wanted to do and I, th- I still think today I don't really have a certain style, it's just a bit quirky, yeah. it's a bit, I, I like a lot of colour, do you know what I mean, it's just, it's a bit different from your, from what, like the average that you see, but it's not, a, I wouldn't say yeah. it's like a certain, like, design style, if that makes sense. But this sense. is what I mean,
0: Your your style is that you don't have a set style, it, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, for example... Like a good example is Katie, who obviously I had on the podcast yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. Um, and she has a very sort of restrictive color palette and yeah. very specific design style that she uses across all of her posts They're all very feminine and boho and yeah, like yeah. pastel muted colors. Um, which is quite a specific brand yeah, style,
1: which, which like visual style that she has because you can, yeah, which
0: be can really, be great, but yours,
1: yeah, you can really niche, down, yeah, can't well, you?
0: yeah and you can you can really niche down and people you will then obviously attract people from within a very specific niche and people you'll become like the the go-to person in that niche or you can kind of do what what you're doing which is obviously working just as well which is keeping it open so that any business can sort of come to you because you're okay. very sort of adaptive in your style but you do still have a a signature style of as you say bright colors it's all sort of yeah. it's very eye-catching very fun playful like modern obviously very high quality and good work too so that that, that, that becomes your visual style if you were to for like if you were to all of a sudden churn out three very muted boho yeah. like designs i'd be like that doesn't look like abby's stuff that's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> It'd just be confusing yeah so yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think you're doing it well.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but another thing that you do really well, I've got this written down on my list actually. I was like oh, okay. Stardex. I was like, I have to talk about it. Um, showing up on stories, and oh, this is something I know that you talk about all the time on your stories to, to yeah. other people about showing up on stories to help you build your following. That is something you're great at, and you're literally on like every day talking yeah. on your stories showing your face showing the face behind the business which yeah. I think yeah it's so key
1: yeah 100% I feel I, I sort of I set myself a goal like when I got furloughed I like four months ago I could not ha- I could not speak on my stories at all I, I was so shy and I remember having a conversation with um, a colleague that I used to work with and like we used to watch this other person's story like every day and we would always say to each other how the hell do people talk like that how how do they do that like I I say like how are they so confident yeah I try and talk to like my phone and I would just be so embarrassed and yeah I think just one day it hit me like if I need like if I want to grow my following I'm gonna have to start showing these people who I am because I find with yeah. designers on Instagram it's very much you just see the designs and you don't see the person and I feel like mm. when it's like that um, that's when you find people talk to you so rudely and that is because they they, they forget that you're a
0: person I think that's it
1: but, th- but that's because when people don't show their face and like do you know what I mean mm. if, if you don't show your face that's kind of how people are going to treat you because they don't know that there's mm. a real person behind these designs so yeah for me I just I just knew like that was what was missing within like designers on Instagram yeah. so I started like I think I, I think I started it in June and I, I did show my stories what uh, a clip of me back in June yeah that was funny I, I know <laughs> and like looking back then at my first story like I was so quiet I was so timid like that was not me at all but it is a great starting point like you just have to do it and you just have to really not care what people think of you and that is like the massive thing that I think holds people back like I remember putting a story up asking like sort of people on my Instagram like what's your biggest fear with talking on your stories and the main one was literally like um, like, people judging me, my own friends, like, taking the mick out of me, me me being in group chats, and, like, don't get me wrong, like, I used to think like this, but I don't know what, mm. I, like, something clicked in me, and I just thought, like, if if I actually want to get big, like, I just really have to not care what people think of me. I have got to have thick skin. Because yeah. I, like, back then I just thought, I'm the amount of group chats that I'm probably in right now from people from my old school, from college. But do you know what I don't care because the only thing that they would be talking about is like me trying to like talk on stories. But would they be able to do that? And I think if people judge you, I feel like they really do have like an insecurity of themselves and that's on them and do you know what I mean? I don't think that they would probably be laughing at me now, like to to what I've got to, so yeah. I think you just have to get past that point of do you know what, just do it for yourself. Do not care what people think, and just honestly, just go for it. But yeah, it talking on my stories has helped me so so much. Like, that is one of my top things I would suggest for you doing is showing up on your stories. I make sure I show up every single day because I want people to, to know who is behind it. If I get new followers, I want them to know exactly who is who is that person behind the brand. Um, and I know like in my um inquiry forms from like asking the question of like oh where did you find me like why do you want to work with me and honestly the most one that I get is I love watching your stories I love knowing who you are I love your personality and I want someone like you to work on my brand because I feel like I already know you and I already trust you so I feel like when you show up even if you're showing the bad the good like it doesn't matter just show like who you are like who what your personality is because people will like resonate with you they will like understand you and subconsciously you're building up that trust with that other person that they don't even know yet that they're going to have their brand done by you like you're building that trust and yeah it's such a great thing that you can do for free and not many people are doing it so like people need to jump on it they need to to do the stories like
0: get on it yeah they 100% do so I've just realized it's like a helicopter just gone over my house so apologies if you can hear that <laughs> in the okay. podcast but yeah it's really loud but honestly you put that so well about stories like so well and I I yeah you're so right and I'm I'm have been trying to do this for a long time and I'm exactly the same I look at the screen and I and I just sort of freeze and I'm like oh my god and you have to watch it back straight away because obviously it records and it replays it to you and then you have to I have to listen to my lispy voice and it's like I hate it and also and then you you put it on my story and then my my little sister will my little sister will come up to me and go no you're talking on your stories again Oh am like, oh god and then it's just like how many other people are taking the piss out of it and she's yeah. just doing it to be Don't, to be an like, annoying loves <laughs>
1: my just... boyfriend when i first started doing it to be fair he was the one that sort of pushed me like he he's very good with like social media and everything like that he was the one that sort of said to yeah. me like like you need to be talking you need to got to do all it. This stuff. Yeah. and i just remember doing it and thinking oh my god like what is he going to think of me like what, what is he gonna say um and I remember doing it and he was like what why do you sound so posh um why you're you're not posh why are you sounding posh I was like what are you on about and like, I watched it so funny. Like, I don't sound posh and now when uh-huh. I when I looked that's back, how you think
0: your voice sounds yeah
1: honestly when I looked back I was like why why have I put this posh accent on like where's this come from
0: <laughs> it's so funny it, mm-hmm. is, it is, it's one of those things though, but like, as you say, if you hadn't done those ones at the start, where you had the posh accent and you yeah. were like, hello everyone, and you hello. said you were, you were proper quiet and really shut, <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you yeah. hadn't done those, then you never would have got to the point where you're at now, where you literally don't give a fuck, you can literally just put yourself yeah. on the story and be like, happy, like, it's hey, like <laughs> just fine. And as you say, people it's like that that it's all about perception and again it's all about building up your brand which obviously designers listening to this will know all about building up a brand and it is all about how other people perceive you and if they perceive you as a a personable easy to get on with type of person they're going to want to work with you much more than someone who literally just reels out designs all the time and they don't know even know who's posting them like a good example as well is um because I'm so used to hearing your voice on your story every day when you put a post up I'll read the caption it like I'll know who's saying it Do you know what I mean like I won't necessarily read it yeah. in your voice but like it makes sense because I know who's written it uh. if that makes it like it just it feels yeah. so much more it feels so much more you and it makes so much more sense it stands out to me so much more than yeah. just everybody else's design posts who are popping up on top yeah, of each yeah. other and they've all got very similar captions and yeah with you I feel like your personality comes out in the way that you then write captions and it all just ties together yeah. does that make does that, that makes, make sense yeah it makes, so makes every, sense. so every every yeah every everything yeah just reinforces that that friendly really approachable easy to get on with type yeah. of branding that you're going for like the, you are the brand at the end of the day and that's what people want that's to work it. with and I think yeah it works so well and you are entirely right that you have just got to think fuck it and don't worry what anybody thinks about you and just go for it. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, you've grown a page to nine, over 9,000, nearly 10,000 followers yeah. in, like, six months or <laughs> something like yeah, that. And what have they done? Anybody who – all those people who could have been judging you or might have been or might not have been – what have they done in those six months? Exactly. That's, exactly <laughs> that's what, what I always try to and tell myself. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what you got to do. Just yeah, how you got to think. You you really do have to have thick skin. And if you want mm. to grow, if you want to be that businesswoman, you want to achieve what you want to achieve, you just need to think, like, fuck it, I'm, I'm doing this for me. Mm. And I do not care what other people think. So just, just yeah.
0: go for it yeah prove them wrong as well because then by by achieving it all and you get where you want to be and you're showing that actually all that stuff that you took the (laughs) piss out of me for it worked so
1: it's funny as well yeah literally my mum my mum will get home and she's like I know more of what you've got up to in your day than when we speak because like she just watches me on my (laughs) stories every day she's like oh did you do this today oh I saw the, the dog was on your bed and she was having a really nice time or like she'll just like <laughs> tell me what she's watched i'm like yeah yes ma.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i suppose you probably don't even have anything to talk about because like no, she's in your like, day i know i know
1: <laughs> what you've done in your day i don't need to ask you any yeah. questions now
0: yeah exactly it's broadcast for the world to see <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. but um yeah i think yeah it's something that you do really well and another thing again going back to my list going back I'm just going to gonna segue into this now <laughs> going segue into the next point that you've been growing on YouTube in the same way oh obviously it all goes back to the same kind of thing I could never do YouTube well I only ever really thought about YouTube when I had the time to which is not now um months ago when I would have been like I can't put my face in front of the camera whereas now I think yeah okay maybe but Yeah you've done it and you've done really well and you're nearly at a thousand subscribers and that's crazy and it's your videos are fab.
1: (laughs) It's honestly so So mad. So how exciting is that? I know it's mad. I I remember trying to record my first video and do you know what I think that was the thing that helped me with talking on stories as well because I was learning how to actually talk to the camera as well and learning how to script and what you should say and everything like that and yeah i just remember thinking like right what else can i do that i can get out there because my page isn't just like on instagram it isn't just about chucking designs out there it's it's sort of about giving value to other designers i know a lot of designers always ask me a lot of questions and i think the best way for me to get get these answers across it was for, like for me doing youtube um so i thought you know mm. what? i'm just gonna start it up because there's not Like there's a few designers out there on YouTube that are amazing and I thought, you know what, this is like a great time whilst I'm growing as a person for me to look back at these YouTube videos and think, like, wow, like I've grown so much since doing that video. So I thought I'm just gonna start doing it now, see see what happens. If if I get a following, great, if I don't then whatever. Yeah. Yeah, start started doing it and I think as my following has grown on Instagram my YouTube is also growing as well because I'm getting people from instagram coming coming across from YouTube and I'm getting people from YouTube coming across over to my Instagram, so I think having both has just really re- like really helped me because i i I always find as well you shouldn't have just one base for like where you get your clients and I know a lot of us designers get all our clients from Instagram like don't get me wrong like ninety percent of my clients come from Instagram. Which is, do they? Yeah, yeah. Which is why I am trying to break away from that. I want to go out onto other channels. So, like, I've got a TikTok account. I'll put all my reels that I do on Instagram. I'll put them on TikTok. Um, get that mm-hmm. going. Make sure I've got like other socials. Just because, like, if anything happens, Instagram, i would be fucked. Like, like if it went. That's down, what I always say to people
0: about their websites. Yeah, it's like scary. at least you own your website. Instagram could literally shut down tomorrow, and what would we all do? Like, I honest, all these I designers that don't know. have websites or other social media platforms literally what would you do
1: <laughs> i do you know i do be not crazy. Know. it's it's yeah. such a scary thing that we rely on one platform to to get us clients and that to be our sort of income so i i mm. would suggest for other designers to try and branch out like onto other channels go onto tiktok yeah. do you know what i mean there's a lot of successful designers on tiktok at the moment that i've seen that are doing amazing um so yeah, I, would, I would
0: Yeah, just... I've noticed this. I've completely avoided the trend because I'm like, oh, another platform. I can't be asked. But yeah, a lot of people like. Um, do you follow Pink Pony, Um Chrissy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Chrissy? seen her. Chrissy? It's mad. Yeah. her TikTok. She's got like a um, hundred thousand subscribers or something now, and That's... she gets like. I think she said now that she gets more work through TikTok than she does through Instagram. That's it. Which is crazy. It is. It's mad. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. So it does this is what I was gonna ask you about in general anyway, like the yeah. whole idea of being on multi platforms and how important that is. So yeah, as you say, so you do Instagram, you do your YouTube, which is obviously growing really well. You've
1: yeah. just got
0: onto TikTok as well. I know that you also have Pinterest. Do you find a lot yeah, comes yeah, yeah. from Pinterest?
1: So I I wouldn't say a lot comes from Pinterest but I I'm sort of growing my following on that at the moment. I would say more comes from okay. from YouTube. Um, i'll get a lot of
0: yeah
1: i'll get a lot of messages sort of saying oh i found your youtube account i've followed you on instagram now i think like your stuff's amazing so yeah it's definitely worth at least putting your efforts into one other platform um, but i i would suggest solely going in on one platform so for me it is instagram at the moment and for next year yeah. i'm probably going to be like splitting it between youtube and instagram because like my goal mm-hmm. for next year is to really trying grow my my, um youtube account so yeah we'll see
0: i see that the thing is i know that different things work for different people as well um so like i've spoken to loads of designers in the past who aren't even on instagram and they're very successful designers and they're like why would i need a social media and it's like well okay i suppose so it doesn't (laughs) work for you (laughs) then that's fine (laughs) and there's all like i know people who have literally just focused on seo and That everything comes from their website which I think is amazing and also the fact that people can get it just from their mailing lists like they've just built up a mailing list that is just huge and like all of their work just comes through there and people do obviously like paid promotion and advertising I know people who are designers who have literally just got all their work from like local magazines and stuff like that and it does it shows obviously different things do work for different people but obviously social media is so accessible and yeah, yeah. it's so easy to get your stuff on there too and it's free
1: it's free that's what I was going to say it's yeah. li- really free like you don't have to yeah. pay for anything like it, it's amazing so yes yeah, it's, it's mm. mad like I know some people like I know designers in my local area they just go for local businesses and that works for them so mm. they're not really on socials, mm. but. Because they've got the locals that they know that is their consistent sort of business, their consistent income, which works for them. So you've kind of got to figure out what works best for you. And I know for some people it's all about like knowing certain people to get you in with that job. Which can be like so annoying because it means you're like you're not going to get the job yourself. But yeah, sometimes it really is as simple as just knowing like someone which is just yeah.
0: But then again, that comes back to what we said right at the beginning of the conversation. Because I've always been um, in awe of the fact that people get, say, ninety, ninety-five percent of their work from Instagram. Because my Instagram's never been like that. I have, I do get work from Instagram, but not. I wouldn't say like the majority of it comes from it. I'd say more the majority comes from word of mouth and also from um, networking in the past, which has come okay. from. Previ- previous job opportunities so I used to work at an agency and then I used to work um at a travel company in London so I quite often will get work through those people who have now gone on to do different things or yeah are freelancing themselves and need a designer to to help out with that um which again goes back to take every opportunity you can get when you're young because <laughs> you never know if it's going to get you work That's in the it. future <laughs> yeah exactly that but yeah, as I, as I say, it it literally works differently for everyone. So I think I think I don't know. Would the advice be try everything? Yeah. <laughs> Burn yourself out by getting on every I, platform there is.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say that to start with, and then you can you can kind of see like what's working, what's not working, what's what to, working, what to ditch, what to go for if if. Going for local businesses works for you, great. If if going on Instagram gets you clients, great. It's just, honestly, whatever like works for you and your business.
0: Yeah. I mean, social media strategy is a whole other conversation as well. And there's oh just God. so much to touch on. And, like, as you say, providing value to people, which, in return, can sometimes help you really build your following. Because, say, for example, yeah. you might create a post which goes a little bit, like, viral, and you gain, like, yes. a 1,000 followers in a day... Or something like that, but again, strategies. So that's a whole other conversation, which we probably don't have time for tonight. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. I think it's also a, a case of learning the platform that you're on and how yes. to do well on it. Yep. How How did you learn to get good at How did you learn to get good at YouTube? What did you What, what was your sort of process with that?
1: Do you know what I? I wouldn't say that I have a process um, until recently Did you just wing
0: it? Just go so, for it?
1: Yeah, it was kind of just like a spur of the moment thing like oh, i'm just gonna do it so i i literally used to film on my iphone i bought like the crappiest tripod for my iphone because i i like <laughs> at the start I, was, I just thought like i'm gonna try it and if it doesn't work like there's no point in me investing into the equipment yeah. there's just no point in me doing it so i'm gonna see if this works first so i'd film it on my iphone then transfer the clips onto my iMac, and yeah, it was it was it was horrible. Like trying to airdrop all those clips was just just yeah, not a good good thing. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say I didn't really have a process. I just would record. I like I didn't even write a script. Like there was nothing. There was nothing because I didn't know how to do YouTube. Like like I don't think I still know how. Like how do you do YouTube? So I'm still.
0: Is there a way? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm I'm still learning. Like I'm still trying to. Research into like ways to do this, but yeah, I think when I reached like 500 subscribers, I think that's when I was like, oh, like this is actually like growing now. Like, I can hopefully make this into like a thing. So I thought I'm gonna like invest into a proper camera, so my videos will be like a better quality because the quality of the iPhone wasn't that great. I mean, it was like okay for what I needed it to be, but if I really like want to take this seriously, then yeah, I'm gonna have to invest. So. I bought um, a new camera I've invested into like a new tripod Um, I'm currently just having a design studio built which is nearly done which is going to be so amazing Um, but yeah I'm going to have like a, a proper setup in there with like lighting and everything like that so yeah it's I don't know I guess like now is when I'm I'm trying to learn now like I've decided like I'm gonna actually I've like I've bought like a a vid IQ, which is like this search thing for YouTube to know like what you should be searching what are the top trends um, if w- the video you're going to be putting out is got like um, a good search volume and everything like that so I think now I'm just trying to figure out what I should be doing um, and scripting my videos and there's a lot there's honestly a lot to know behind YouTube that I didn't think you should know so it's definitely like a learning process and I'm still I'm still learning it and it is just a goal for next year to try and get as good as I can on it and put out some good content um, for designers and giving value and everything like that so we'll see what happens and yeah I'm just I'm still learning it's a learning process but it's working I think
0: yeah yeah it's working and you've just proper segued really well into my next point which is literally written down here which is all about investing in your business Ah. which i know you've been doing a lot recently with this whole new studio so do you want to tell everyone a little bit more i know you just mentioned it but like yes what's going on i know it's it's been on your instagram a lot but yeah i know (laughs) for people who don't know who you are go
1: (laughs) yeah So I currently work from my bedroom and anyone that works from their bedroom will know the hassle of this so trying to switch (laughs) off has honestly just been my nightmare like once I've finished I will lie down on my bed and I will get an email and I'll be like, "Oh shit! Like I need to do that." So I'll just get out of my bed, <laughs> yeah. go and be a little hermit on my computer, at like 1 a.m. in the morning, and yeah, it's really not good. Yeah, for in me. your duvet like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not good for me. So, I, um, yeah, so I'm basically yeah. having a design studio, sort of like a summer house built in my garden. So this will now be my new workspace, my new office, and yeah, it's been built with getting the electrics done today which is cool um we're getting that is
0: exciting
1: i know um the carpet (laughs) is going in this week and then everything is going to be getting put up um in the next week or so two weeks but yeah it's just going to be such a good space for me because i think i've i'm cut like i'm literally coming to the end where i'm like i cannot work in my room anymore like it is yeah it's, it's just not good for me
0: it's not healthy no
1: It's like I'm associating my like the place where I sleep with my work and having that in your head it's just not a good combination. So I really feel like having like an open space where I'll be able to like even like going to like walk to work, it's just another place like to go. So I just feel like it's just gonna be so it's like so much better for me and hopefully it'll make me more creative and yeah, I just won't feel like a cocoon in my bedroom anymore.
0: <laughs> you must hardly ever leave your bedroom.
1: I, know. I literally don't. Literally, like, if
0: it's like, I yeah, literally like go upstairs well, yeah.
1: to my mum, like, I need some
0: food. <laughs> oh bless you! See, <laughs> so that is the problem, isn't it, with working from home? And I've always yeah. been quite lucky that I haven't. Um, I've never worked in my bedroom. Uh, there was. I used to work, which used to be on my Instagram all the time because I was really proud of how it looked. I used to have like a little space in the hallway. Um, okay. which was like an unused corner of our hallway that we just didn't use um, so I turned it into a little office and I loved it but um, where the rest of my family have been working from home obviously because the pandemic yeah, and stuff yeah. um, I started to get really lonely because we've got a, a, like a study or office or whatever you'd want to call it here yeah, and all of all three of them would be together and in chatting all day, all day, and I, I'd be leaning down the hallway, like trying to listen to the conversation What did you say? I'm feeling like, yeah, what was that? <laughs> oh yeah, I what? agree. <laughs> like literally trying to join in with them, so um I kept coming down here with my laptop, um, with like on a little like a little fold out chair, oh and just God. sitting on the edge of my boyfriend's desk and being like can i sit here yeah. but then it just it felt like such a waste because i had this gorgeous desk and like i spent loads of money on like office equipment i was like i can't yeah. i can't keep sitting on the edge of desk no. when i could <laughs> i have like a proper office chair and all my stuff and my printer and so in the end i moved in here but i haven't posted anything online about it yet because it's still a bit of a heap of shit because yeah. i need to tidy it all up and make it look pretty <laughs> Got everything everywhere. but i know what it yeah it it is one of those things that especially... Even that, because I had the hallway just outside of my room. So, of a night time, I'd be in my room and I'd hear my laptop ping and I'd be like, oh, I better just go check that. Yeah. Or I'd, like, down and be watching telly and I'd think, I don't really want to watch this. So I'd just shimmy out and just sit at my desk. Whereas now, I actually I have to walk, like, down a hall. And it's, like, such a little thing. Like you say, you just walk I'm- down your garden. Like, I have to walk yeah. to the other side of the house to go sit at my desk. And it does, it feels like a, there's such a separation. And it's so important, yeah. I think. Just psychologically. Yeah. In your, like, it's, yeah, it's in your, in your head. Like, it's another thing. Like, I read online, it must have, it was ages ago. Because I've, I've, I did uni, but I um, commuted. So I would work from home. So I've always been like a, a work from home type of person. But I read online about um, putting your shoes on in the morning, even if you're not going to leave the house. And it helps in your head. It makes you feel like you're at work. So it helps you get into that mind that. space and I've always found that to be such a good tip and every day I put my shoes on even if I'm not going to leave all day I have my shoes on all day Oh my gosh, <laughs> just because it makes me feel like I'm at a desk
1: that's incredible
0: it's a good it's a good tip but yeah it is it's psychological <laughs> stuff it's like how you have to have like I have to have a water bottle that's for my desk and a water bottle that's for the gym so that I oh, have them yeah. They're mentally separated
1: okay me. I, get, I get it I get
0: yeah. that mm yeah it's all psychological It's important, <laughs> but yeah, on that note, the investing in your business so obviously yes. you've got this studio and it's gonna make everything so much better for you in terms of coping with your business uh, as a sort of full-time thing yes. and not burning yourself out <laughs> of an evening but also it's it's gonna give you a lot more space what are you what are you gonna do with it? I don't know I, I just
1: <laughs> what are probably, you gonna put in there? I'll probably dance you know like I'll probably be making like <laughs> so many stories in there It's just gonna be me in there all night filming myself
0: making making a dance yeah <laughs> sounds good a little dance studio <laughs> yeah that's
1: it not a design studio a
0: dance studio. <laughs> that's you're literally a little desk in the corner and the rest of it's just your dance yeah, space it's
1: dance space yeah
0: love that and you've got a dog so your dog's gonna have her, her oh, little God. sleeping area because what's she gonna do without having your your bed in in there she she sleeps on your bed all day doesn't she
1: yeah she's my bed i don't know i think she'll literally follow me down every day and i'm gonna buy her a Mm. little little bed for the office and then i'm sure she'll literally follow me wherever i go bless
0: her bless her that is cute it's nice isn't (laughs) it having a little um work companion i have my two dogs um who are they're, they're my parents dogs but um if I get up in the morning cuz sometimes I get up before my parents come over to the office and yeah. that means they haven't bought the they haven't bought the dogs cuz we're in a separate building but a whole different story. Um but yeah, they they won't have bought the dogs and I think I can't start work without my little friends. I have to go oh. and get them. <laughs> I like they're really annoying cuz I've got a puppy and he's only he's about 18 months. He'll be 2 uh, we'll he'll be 2 in January so a bit older than that. But he likes to sit on your lap. But he's a um 40 kilo labrador. Oh, my um, God. (laughs) He's a nightmare. So every day I sit down here and I'll be on video calls in the morning and he just, like, he comes up to you and he nudges. He nudges my chair back and then he just jumps up on my lap. Like, he'll try and get all four legs and everything. But I just find it entertaining. Breaks up your day, doesn't it? (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's good having something like that as well because i find myself like just staring at the computer for hours and i think having like a dog can just sort of like take you away from your computer even if it's Mm. for like five minutes just to distract you yeah i like having that it's
0: that it is it's important and it's especially like i know where you if you're in your bedroom all day just you yeah much less lonely
1: oh yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah must be must be much nicer i definitely used to notice that like when i say i was at my other desk when i wasn't sat with everyone and i'd like i'd get the dogs i'd be like come sit with me <laughs> come sit with me come so i'm not so alone know. and they just they just wouldn't because they just want to be no. where the party's at so they'd be back not down here and scrounging off everybody's biscuit plates and <laughs> stuff so yeah it's much much better having them around they just yeah. brighten the day <laughs> bless them but yeah so you've been you've been buying all sorts of stuff for your studio and have you, have you invested in, in, in any more equipment and stuff other than your YouTube stuff
1: um I'm trying to think um I've got to invest in lighting for obviously like the studio setup that I haven't I haven't got around to doing yet but yeah so that will probably be quite costly um I've obviously got the camera mm. um I don't think there's much much after obviously we've got like the Adobe sort of things that you're having to pay like every month
0: yeah so annoying yeah but it is so important though isn't it the investing in your business as a whole which i thought it'd be it'd be good to chat about because i think a lot of young designers forget that actually being a designer is kind of expensive in a way like a lot of people think oh no it's fine because you don't need any tools but you do they're just all on the computer um yeah. and adobe expensive they literally like to pull our pants down um yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it um and then there yeah, you've got things you've got printers you've got cameras you've, you say, you've got lighting setups you've got all the other studio shit that goes in i i have like loads of fake plants because i love a fake plant um just just to give me a nice little environment to work in yeah but it is it is important i think investing in your business um
1: percent.
0: yeah because the way I look at it, if you don't want to invest in your own business, why should other people want to invest in your business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. As well, you should be wanting to grow and, like, without investing in anything, like, there's not going to be a progression. You need to make sure, like, you, you're, even if it's, like, investing in courses for design courses or stuff that you want to know. Like, this is that's, something I was going to say as well, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's still an investment for yourself. Like no matter what the cost is, even if it even if it's free, and you're looking on YouTube, that's still an investment for yourself and your business because you're learning something new. You like you need to be yeah. doing it if you want if you're wanting to grow your business.
0: Mm. Oh Oh, one hundred! Yeah, that's something I didn't actually think about at all. The whole investment doesn't have to be money, and no. it it can just be time. It is literally sometimes just an investment of time. Yeah, I did actually have this conversation with someone the other day, but didn't make the mental link in the idea they were like oh i really want to be um a designer one day or i want to have a a creative um i'd like to work in creative and i think oh that's cool okay so what what are you doing like to get there and they're like i don't know like well you could be spend. i don't know you could be watching youtube videos and tutorials and teach yourself and they were like oh i would probably just wait because there's someone younger probably just wait till i go to uni and it's like no mm, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah you've no. got so much time and use it and I think this links back as well to what you said about the whole furlough thing like you turned yeah. something that could be seen as very negative and being on furlough and taking a pay cut and all that but you turned it into yeah. a, that's all that time you invested into something that's now turned yeah. into a fully fledged func- functioning business that yeah. it's gonna take you so much further in life and yeah, yeah. there is like I remember, when, when I was at, in my first year at uni, I did um, like a Cody course <laughs> at uni, so it wasn't really? I didn't actually do design at all. Yeah. Um, yeah and I And a lot of a lot of people I know that we were obviously in a couple of uh, designy group chats, and um, a lot of people in there don't do design degrees, so I don't feel like the only person who hasn't done it. Like we know a girl who does architecture, yeah. Candice and does does architecture, doesn't yeah. she? Um, and I know. Um, was it Layla did something different as well but I can't remember what it was might have been fashion was it Layla I don't know I lose track Some, <laughs> there was someone else um they will probably listen to this but like you never pay attention <laughs> I'm trying um, <laughs> but um yeah I did a I did a Cody sort of course but realized that I like design while I was at uni so I was like well, well I'm gonna have to make it happen because there's nothing I can do about it yeah. um I'm obviously not gonna learn it here so I um, there was another course that ran parallel to mine that was a graphic design course. So I just said to them, Can you send me your lecture notes? And I would just, if I had spare time, I would read through their lecture notes and make myself wow. do the tasks just to like learn it. And then I wanted to, I like, all of a sudden came up with this thing. I'm, I'm very easily distracted. I always find new things that I like at the look of and want to learn. Um, <laughs> suddenly decided, decided that I wanted to learn hand lettering, which oh, is a. Okay. a quite hard to learn like the sort of modern calligraphy like being able to design your own script fonts and things which obviously at the time I didn't ever think I'd be able to design my own fonts but that's obviously become very useful for me now but yeah all those evenings I would spend that I knew the rest of my friends were out getting pissed I was sat in my room I sound so nerdy but I'd be sat in my room learning how to do these things but as you say it didn't cost me any money I just was investing my time and then yeah as I say now I can I can design my own script fonts like easy and like lettering hand lettering is something that I sort of offer and do and (laughs) really enjoy and yeah yeah, as you say it's like an it's an investment thing isn't it and as you say like with your with your youtube and your social media that you've grown up grown up to be such a big thing that's taken such a time investment
1: oh yeah like I've yeah when I realised that my YouTube was taking off, I had to stop taking on as many clients. So that mm. for me meant like losing out on a bit of money. That is like a financial investment. Yeah, I I sort yeah. of had to like think like if I want to to grow this YouTube, I'm going to have to invest my time into scripting, into recording, into editing. Like I I edit some of my videos. Luckily, my boyfriend does videography as well, so he helps me out when yeah time, that's helpful which is, which is great um but yeah i've had to invest that time that could be on clients and designing into my youtube because for me like i'm wanting to grow that so i'm gonna have to take take that loss of of the money but i'm putting it in something that could be potentially such an amazing opportunity for me so you've got to just kind of think like w- what suits you best and yeah i think yeah for me like this is I'm at such a good stage as well because the money that I'm making is like for my income each month is is really good for me, so I know what I can afford and what I can afford to lose so investing my time into youtube is is great for me right now because my costs are like really low like I'm living at home with my parents so I think yeah it's the best opportunity for me to just go for it try everything, see what works what doesn't like if it doesn't work, then I've lost nothing like it's not. know what i mean i've just just got to go for it
0: yeah oh, exactly that and it's uh, it's, this is a saying that you put on your instagram actually the whole like be a glow getter like if you want something you've got to bloody do it like you've got to invest your time or your money or your effort just got if you want to get somewhere then you've got to make moves to get there like as you say if you yeah, you, you want to get big on YouTube, so you're having to take that financial loss yes. and put in that time to, to get there, and I'm, I'm sure you will get there, <laughs> I'm sure it will be fine, so it's, it's worth it, it shows it, um, yes. it's definitely worth investing, and uh, yeah. yeah, then you'll see results, <laughs> which is obviously what everybody wants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this is everything that I had on my little list thing. Yep. oh actually no i do have one more thing we could bring that up too what's your plans for the future where where, did, where do you see, see abby design going
1: okay so obviously youtube is like for the next one to two years like that is my thing that i want to really try and grow and try and like make a career out of like that is what what the goal yeah. is to have my design business as well as that career in youtube um, i mean it probably is going to take me more than two years to do that but Yeah, that is that for YouTube, but for my design business, it's probably, this is is a hard one because I've never wanted to sort of own my own sort of like agency. It's never been like that, but I would love to take on someone else. So for the next like one to five years, my goal is to build up my clients, um, make sure I'm obviously earning enough so that I can employ someone else, um, whether that be a designer, a website developer, whatever sort of suits me. Um, but yeah, I feel like that would be such a cool thing to do um, because you'd be, like, yeah. like, I'd be growing my business and having someone work for me. Yeah, it's like that. It's weird because. That's just like never been in my mind. Like even like owning my own business, it's never been like I've never yeah. been like a business person. Like if like you were to talk to my boyfriend, like I was I was a nine to five girl. Like uh, that was me, and I was happy with that. Yeah. Until I've actually like gone into this. this world, <laughs> a little taste of the other side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until I, until I'm here, I'm like, oh my god! Like this is for me now, and like I've had a taste of it. Yeah. I know what it's like, and yeah, my goal is to really grow my business so that hopefully i can have people working for me i I wouldn't want it to be the sort of like typical agency i would want it to be like to like to be fair my goals are to go and travel whilst running my business Mm. so i want like to take on people that can do it from their own home as well that work for me so it's not we like we wouldn't have a base we would be sort of doing it like whilst i'm traveling whilst i'm like I think that's the most important thing of like owning your business. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you want?
0: It'd be more of from? like a like an outsourcing type situation yes. necessarily than so yeah, and then you wouldn't have to worry about paying someone a wage too because that's the scary yes. part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> taking someone on, being responsible for them and their income is terrifying. But yeah, uh, yeah we had this conversation as well, didn't we? On um, DMs the other day about the whole relinquishing yeah, we did. responsibility and um, like taking on someone else. You said about how it would terrify you. Letting someone else take on your name oh and your your, your brand—it yes. is scary.
1: But that's the scary thing because for me, from from what I've built up so far, people people know me because I'm on my stories every day. They know the person behind the brand. Mm. I don't. Are you still there? Yeah. Are you froze. <laughs> um, yeah, they know me, the person behind the brand. So they're sort of buying into me. So yeah. If I was, so if I was to hire someone else, and they it wasn't me designing it I it, I don't know I don't know how I feel about that because I
0: it's be, a like, strange thing yeah. yeah
1: I'm very picky with the designs and if someone's not I don't I just don't know how it would work but I'm sure like it's doable I'm sure we will figure it out but yeah yeah this is scary isn't it
0: I think I've been thinking about this a lot And I said to you now that I've done it with my side business Like with the doodle mill And I've taken on someone else And that's been a major learning curve for me To um, sort of relinquish control a little bit Because I'm a control freak Through and through And I really struggle, and I have had to just step back and be like, "It's okay if their work is not exactly the same as mine. It's okay." It's,
1: like, I don't think it's, it's ever going to be though. That's the thing yeah. with designers. Everyone has their own design style. Everyone that's has such a
0: style. Yeah. The
1: way that they work, and it's not going to be the same as yours. So I just feel like, yeah, you'd ha- you'd have to sort of take a step back if you are wanting someone else to sort of come into your business. And yeah. That's the harsh reality of it, but I guess that's what you've got to do.
0: Another thing I've been thinking about is if I was to bring someone else into my business, I think it would have to be because they can do something that I can't.
1: Uh, yes. Rather
0: than because yeah. So say for example, I, I as I said, I did a degree in multimedia tech, so I, I can code, but I'm not a like through and through web developer. So say if I ever wanted to become build a build my agency so that I could build some really fa- like fancy, really cool websites, I would probably yes. have to bring someone else on to do that with me. Um. And I think I would be a lot more comfortable with that because I can step back and be like, okay, you're better than me, go for it. But I just understand (laughs) what they're doing. Um, But yeah, if I was to bring someone else on and be like, yeah, you can design this logo and I'll design this logo. And then I'd be like, I would have done that so differently. That was freaking
1: out.
0: Yeah, that's it. So I think that's that's the way to approach it is to either bring them on to do something that you can't do or another thing is sort of like delegating the responsibilities that you don't want to be doing and don't care about so say if you were to bring someone on to do your finances or the stuff that others like doing because we're creatives and nobody likes numbers um yeah to do your finances and your contracts or uh, something like that i said to my mum the other day i was like when do you fancy working for me (laughs) She, she went what and i was like oh just i'm so bored of writing contracts and write out invoices and then when we works it all out that part of my business is so small that I could no. never justify giving it no. to someone else because it just doesn't make sense like maybe one day maybe one yeah. day I'll have someone who can do all that shit for me that I don't want to do yeah but yeah scaling up is a scary thing um and it's definitely something that I've been using this podcast to to chat to people that come on that are obviously either running an agency or been in the yeah. game for a little bit longer it's 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 nice to sort of pick their brains on it and how you do it um but yeah i suppose in that way with me and you are kind of in the same boat because we haven't done that yet and it's scary I, know.
1: I think i think yeah for me because so with my waitlist as well i I don't take on every client so I have to reject clients because the brief Mm. and the design style isn't for me so I don't know whether if I was to take on another designer that those sorts of ones that I'm declining and sort of not getting the money for that that I could kind of pass on to them because it might not be Mm. my design style but it could be theirs so I I can kind of see like that working if that makes sense
0: yeah so that's the thing you could you could yeah you could find someone who's got a very different style to you but then it's hard then it's because me, obviously you attract Yeah Yeah. Because you attract people to your page who like your style of work. So if you yes. were to it's like say like we were using the example of Katie earlier. Yeah. Um, if Katie all of a sudden started offering masculine um, corporate logos because she'd no. taken on someone else to do them, like her her, her whole business brand just wouldn't make sense anymore. No. So it's just yeah, it's confusing, scary. I don't know. Maybe like, I need to get more advice. Is, I need to get someone on the, the thing- yeah let's talk about it
1: <laughs> the thing as well though is i know like i don't know if this is the same for you but i've taken jobs on like obviously that i've just taken on because i needed the money i haven't shown them on my instagram or have put or put them in really? my portfolio because they're not up to the standard that i would want now and at the time it sort of wouldn't go in with my style so like i will still yeah. do stuff and also it
0: If you don't want more work like that... Why put it in your portfolio? Because you're just going to attract more work that you don't want. (laughs)
1: That's exactly it. Yeah.
0: So I don't think there's anything wrong with... With keeping stuff out of your portfolio that you're... Not even not proud of. But like... If you're not looking to get any more work in that vein... There was a point. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. Like you've got to keep your clients happy. And if that's like... If you start off a project thinking like... Oh this design style is me. And then it suddenly sort of changes throughout the process... You've got to keep your client happy, so you're going to just have to do it and mm. if that means doing it and not putting it sort of on your website or your portfolio, then that's fine. You don't have to put everything everywhere for everyone to see yeah, yeah. I mean at the
0: end of the day, it's still a business, isn't it and if there's yeah. there's jobs that you can make money off of um that would be silly to turn down yeah. <laughs> then yeah' it doesn't, not not everything you do has to be a portfolio piece no yeah, but. I feel like your portfolio is built up pretty good though have you um i was gonna this was something that i was gonna bring up earlier on in the yep. podcast but we kind of kind of moved past it too quickly but the whole thing um about passion projects which is yes. something i keep bringing up with people at the moment because i'm so passionate about passion projects i love them yeah. i think they're so useful for young designers and anybody who's listening do it just do one right now drop what you're doing do a passion project they're they, amazing yeah. for building up your portfolio
1: that, honestly, that is how I started out. So for anyone like listening, if you're not sure where to start, start with passion projects. Make up companies, make up businesses that you want to try design styles out, that you want to do, because when you put these out on your social media, you're potentially attracting those sort of clients. So that sort of design style is, is, is attracting your clients. So... Doing them honestly, like they, I, I remember doing. Uh, it was like a Sunday night, and I, I I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and like when I wake up, I always just like go on my notes, like whatever's in my head, I always like end up writing a load yeah. of stuff down. Um, and I remember waking up with like these four amazing ideas, and I was like, I need to do these as as passion projects. And I remember just like there for an hour writing down like a load of things I could do for them, and then it got to the Monday, and I was like, right. I'm gonna do some passion projects and I smashed them out in like two days because I was just so excited about trying out these new design styles and these new trends and yeah, posted them on my Instagram and I'm not even joking, that is where I would say my journey started because I posted them and I think when I posted them, that is where I got the attention from a lot of designers as well. So when they started commenting and liking my posts, I think that sort of built up my confidence as well. So. That made yeah, me think like, oh, so like, I, I'm actually like, all right at this design malarkey. Like, I'm gonna keep doing these passion projects. So yeah, I would just like smash out a load of load of different passion projects. And from that, like, I remember getting a client, she sent me one of the passion projects, like, oh, I love this design style. Will you be able to do this logo for me like this? Blah, 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 And yeah, it's, it's crazy, like what passion projects and just making up a design and a yeah. business can do. For, like for your business it's, it's amazing and I would 100% recommend doing that
0: yeah one yeah it's just I keep saying 100% I'm just agreeing with so <laughs> okay. it's like well you know when you say like too often I feel like yeah. this is becoming a new part of my vocabulary that I need to cut out <laughs> quickly <laughs> but yeah 100% um yeah. Well, well I can't remember what I was gonna say now I was gonna say something important oh yeah um a lot of people that I've spoken to who are quite like young designers who are like haven't started an Instagram yet or don't really know where to start and they're like well how do I get my like how how do I even start an Instagram if I haven't got any work to show and it's like just do the work make anyway it. like it doesn't have yeah, to be it paid up. it doesn't have to be for a client just whatever you can do and even if it's you like illustration and you literally just draw something that you're yep. that you like i don't know flowers <laughs> whatever yeah. just get work out there literally anything. anything and that is that is where it will come from yeah it's so important
1: definitely yeah just just gotta do yeah. it just go for
0: it there was something that you said and it was it sparked something else i was going to ask about but i can't remember what it is now This <laughs> always happens do you have anything that you want to bring up while we're here
1: I think, uh, talking about passion projects, I know that you put out yeah. a really good um, thing for designers, didn't you? Which I th- oh, thought was incredible. Great. Like, for designing designers. Thank out, you. Like, oh, you
0: can shout yeah, it out for me. Yeah, <laughs> if
1: anyone is listening, you need to go onto Millie's page, and honestly, she's put out a load of different passion projects that you can actually do, so business names, she's already come up with it, so you don't have to do the hard work of actually coming up with a business name. That is you know. a hard bit, though. Yeah, it is, because... The business name has to fit in with the certain style that you're going to be designing right so yeah Yeah. it's just I think it's amazing and there's so many people that are are doing it and it's that that is such a good starting point for designers if they're not sure on sort of what what they should be doing to just do those passion projects and check them out and yeah it's really good
0: (laughs) no thanks for the little little plug there I appreciate that I was like "Mm, do I do it not gonna do it but Abby did it for me (laughs) (laughs) but that, that whole thing came from um, me doing a design challenge um, which I know a lot of people do it and I know I don't know whether you ever did one uh, at all oh, I did but I know that people right. did like the 30 day logo core challenge yes, that a lot of people no. do and I know you see that all, Alison's Cosmetics thing goes around yeah. all the time because that's like the first one off of that and obviously girly designers always pick that as well um and i did a 100 days of design challenge just because i saw it going around on twitter i don't even use twitter so i was bloody lucky to see that this was a thing because otherwise i never would have done it and my business wouldn't be where it is now um yeah it's crazy and i did every day i'd go online and i'd um, look on pinterest and maybe see like oh i love that that yoga studio branding but it looks like it could be for a jewelry company. I'll come up with a jewellery company name, and I literally would just, literally anything. First thing that came to my head, I'd be like, right, that's what I'm gonna call it, and just do it, and then just come up with the whole branding, and ta-da, it's a fake, it's a fake business, passion project, done. And I did that for a hundred days straight, and posted something, whether it was a new brand or it was actually um, Mark, the other co-host on here. I started out by doing a new brand every day, just like a new logo every day, and he messaged me and was like, don't you think it would be better? if you say did like a logo one day and then like a sub mark the next day and then like a letterhead the next day and then um, a business card the the day after that so I did muddle it up I didn't keep going with the same business all at once but yeah it made it a lot easier than me kept trying to do like one whole (laughs) brand every day and I don't even know how I could have kept that up but um yeah it was just one of those things to build up your portfolio passion projects again so passionate about passion projects do them <laughs> so yeah at the end of it, it loads of people kept messaging me and going where are you getting these names from are there, is there like an online generator or something like that I was like no I'm just coming up with them if I got really stuck I would ask my mum or like Dan mm-hmm. or anybody who was around like give me a business name it I think my dad he did the um the swing tech golf one so I went dad if you had a business that wasn't because he has his own business but boring yeah. um because it's like pipe fitting so if you had your own business and anything that it could be what would it be and he said, a golf coaching company. I said, and what would you call it? And he said, Swing Tech. I was like, right, that's it. it. I'm doing it. And just turned it into a thing. And that's the thing. Sometimes people get stuck at that first hurdle yeah. of coming up with a name. So either, obviously, don't have to you know to follow my brand challenge thing, but Logo Core or there's all sorts of other ones that I'm sure you can find online. Just there are briefs out there. And if you can't find one, then i don't know yeah. make one yeah make one up yeah i suppose but yeah that's the hard part but i don't know yeah pinterest you could literally you could take an existing business name and turn like all, there's always going to be more than one isn't there yeah. and redesign it people redesign like the apple logo all the time don't they or Google yeah. google whatever it is just to to have a go at designing something different and see if they could do it better um so yeah you, there's there's loads of options it's definitely definitely the way to go passion projects build up your portfolio yeah. Yeah, yeah. I talk about this too much. I think I get so like passionate about this, and so I just waffle on. This is what <laughs> so passionate. This is what creative waffles is for, though waffling. So it's fine. Yes, I
1: feel like we have waffled a
0: lot. <laughs> yeah, we have. The thing has come back to me as well, and I know I've kept you for ages, so I'm not going to make this go on for much longer. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we bring up all the time in our little designers group chat: pricing. Oh
1: yes. Oh, so this. Everybody's is least one.
0: favorite thing to talk about. Because yeah.
1: My next YouTube video is literally based on this. I'm, I'm doing. Oh, is it? Oh, so. Yeah, I'm doing a whole. It could be out
0: by the time the podcast is out as well.
1: Yeah, I'm doing like a whole video based on pricing because I'm not even kidding. This is the the top message I get. Like really. Like I'm, I'm starting out as a designer. Like I don't have a clue what to price myself, Um, and it's such a hard. Sort of topic to kind of answer because there mm, is literally no yeah. one right answer of what you should be charging because it really does depend on what you feel comfortable with charging, what stage you're at on your in your design career. So I thought, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do a video on this because I think it's such a good topic if you're just starting out as well to to sort of know about it. So I guess just wait till then and then I'll tell you. <laughs>
0: Chat about it. Oh, there we go. That's a cheeky teaser, but Look, it is, it is one of those left. things. One hundred percent. Yeah. I'm hundred percent. I literally said it again. One hundred percent. Oh my god. I hate myself. I'm gonna listen back to this and be like, what is wrong with me? Um. <laughs> but it is one of those things, as you say, that um, it really depends on your own individual circumstances. Um, how long you've been a graphic designer for, like, how much you've already got in your portfolio like how much work actually goes into your branding projects because yeah. I, I always complain and I am one of these people who will complain about people who charge 20 quid for a logo but I mean if you're not doing any sort of research and you're not doing any competitor analysis or yeah. there's no mood boarding there's no concepts, you're literally just going okay you want a logo for your floristry business okay here it is okay. done then okay. yeah okay that might take you an hour so it's worth 20 quid but as as things start to take up more of your time and more of your knowledge and as you say we have to invest in our business so you're paying for the adobe suite rather than just using canva which that's a whole other story too but yeah okay (laughs) when you start paying for things for your business and you're investing in a design studio in the bottom of your garden or you're working on your youtube and you're buying cameras and stuff like that will bump your prices up too
1: yeah so. 100% yeah. I don't
0: know I don't want to go into this topic too much because I know that you want to um, talk about it in a YouTube video so we'll just tease I think that I, yeah
1: I, I think the most important thing that that I can say is it's, it's a confidence thing and until yeah you are confident in yourself and your designs and you actually value yourself and your time that isn't that is when you're gonna know what to charge and you yeah. like I've, I got to a stage where I was like I am underselling myself here like and I think that's when you know like I need to up my prices, and then you as soon as you up your prices and you get a client and they don't say a word about your pricing and they say yeah i'm ready i'm I'm happy to get but it's here, the best feeling the best that's the best thing because you're like, right, that is my yeah, that is my figure, like I know that one person has accepted yeah. that done like fine, so
0: yeah, I mean we're always evolving as well as creatives, so I remember thinking probably only a few months ago that I could never charge what I charge now. For my, oh, for my work. But now I feel yeah. like I'm underselling myself. And they're yes. always a- adding new things on. And then all yeah. of a sudden it becomes cheaper. And people have always... Message me I have got some like great friends through the podcast who are older and more experienced than me who message me and go you're not charging enough for your work and I always go but I don't feel confident enough and supply and demand like I've got to wait till I've got like a waiting list as long as my arm before I can start upping my prices but no. if people are telling you that your prices are too low they're probably right and you're probably just lacking confidence and yeah it's hard though because you can't just tell someone to be more confident can you You can't just be more confident you just
1: that's yeah it does
0: have to grow that's
1: the thing like four months ago i would not be charging what i'm charging now that is purely because i was not confident in my designs and that shows in your pricing once you start Mm. like learning new skills like i've learned a lot more skills in adobe and once you start doing that and getting more confident, that is when you will start up in your prices. And you have to go on that mm-hmm. journey to to get to your price point. Like without yeah. without it, like, you can't just go straight in and be charging like a grand for a logo. Like no one's gonna do that. You you have you have no, to go on this exactly journey that. to be able yeah. to sort of build up that confidence to know what to price yourself and that and that is it.
0: Yeah. And as I was saying before as well about, you know, like giving up your evenings when all your friends are going out and getting pissed and saying and learning how letter and like a little nerd then when you end up charging good money for that for that um service and that skill that you've developed over that time those evenings that you spend and that time that you've invested all of a sudden becomes worth it and you get reimbursed for that time that you've invested like if i hadn't invested all that time into my degree and into learning various skills and design and illustration and all those things if I hadn't invested that time I wouldn't be able to charge as much money as I do now because people are paying yeah. for that time that I invested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the more you so learn, that's... the more the more you put into it, the more you get back out.
1: A hundred percent. That that is what I'm thinking now. Like my mindset is currently I wanna work as hard as I can right now so that for my future I will have I will take this time back. I wanna be like working so hard now so in the future, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna have that time, in the future. yeah. A few years' time, I'm gonna have that, yeah. I'm gonna have that freedom to be able to go traveling, go and see the world, and still run my business as I'm doing it. But I've got to put in that hard work now to be able to achieve that because so. you've
0: put the legwork in now,
1: yeah, definitely, yeah
0: yeah exactly it does i was just thinking that before you said about the traveling like a few years time you're gonna be laid on a beach somewhere and thinking thank fuck i spent all those evenings in my room till 2am in the morning because that's got me to where i am now and it's all gonna be worth it (laughs) i hope so (laughs) yeah i hope so too (laughs) for all of our sakes i know (laughs) yeah I think that's a good note to sort of wrap it up on unless you've um you've got anything more that you wanted to chat about. I don't
1: think so no. I think we've walked no? on for for a long
0: time. We have. <laughs> we have. I said to my boyfriend before I came on this call I was like I'll be like 40 minutes it'll be fine. Yeah. But I don't know. I think long format podcasts are nice too. But yeah, We do have good. a couple of um end of podcast questions that we like to ask which usually yeah. end up taking up loads of time too because they're quite, you know, deep. Um, Go Um first thing. This one's quite high level, but it's going to put you out on the spot. So be prepared. What is your best purchase under £100? It can be design related. It can be not design related. It's entirely up to you. I feel like it's going to be something to do with your new studio. Best
1: purchase under £100? Oh, my God. That is so hard. I'm trying to think, like, what... The thing with me is I am not a spender, Right? No, 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 no! I literally I've worked since I was fourteen, and I just save my money. Like I hate spending money, so (laughs) literally this this studio. I wish I was like that. Yeah, this studio is like the only thing that I have literally spent money on like this year, which is is so bad. Um, Wow, a hundred pounds. That is so hard. I can't like I. I wish there was something cool that I had that I could be like, yeah, this like this is it, like this is what you should buy for 100 pounds but i literally just feel no like, one
0: ever knows what to say no, to this I question just, i would have no idea
1: i just feel like there's nothing that like i have bought that is worthy of like me saying like
0: it can be anything just something random off your desk we've had um people argue with us over how much things are worth i think i remember someone oh came God. on once and was like my headphones and i was like those headphones are not under 100 pounds and they were like yeah, but i don't know what else to say
1: <laughs> oh no um
0: <laughs> it doesn't have to be design related it could be anything
1: no that's that exactly that's my like i'm trying to think of something that i've bought oh, as you say
0: like, not a spender
1: I li- no I, I literally just do not spend my money um I do. I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to give you an answer. I feel like
0: you can't give me an answer at all. It's you're not you're not held to it for the rest of your life. Like nobody's gonna be like, she said it was this, so <laughs> it's got to be this forever. It could be your like most recent purchase over under hundred pounds. Just something that you'd recommend.
1: Um, you know when like you get asked asked these questions and your mind just goes like boom blank
0: i told you I, put I you right like. on the spot i'll tell you what i'll give you a i'll give you a little tip um right. do you want to tell everyone about that journal that you bought uh
1: wh- what oh the oh yeah that. yes that <laughs> there you go that is that is such a good one see why I, like, I
0: thought that was going to be your answer but you seem to completely blank so i'll just give it to you <laughs> it me.
1: you just said it yes i bought a journal <laughs> that is incredible i think i can't remember what it's called it's like oh i don't know what it's called um but yeah i literally bought it from amazon it was like 25 pounds and i'm not even joking i feel like it's sorted my life out like it has got everything yeah it's got everything in there that you need like your productivity it's got like top things you should be doing for the day little note section what you're grateful for and yeah i yeah that is it thanks for that
0: Organise your life Yeah I think I, I thought it was a good thing When you bought it out Like it flagged up in my head yeah. Because I know that you're A proper stickler For making to-do lists Every day oh, And gosh, I always yeah. noticed That you'd write them out Like from scratch In like a plain notebook Yes Like you'd draw okay. out Your little tick boxes And everything I Like I have a, a sheet That's already Already got tick boxes on it So I don't have to write out But like I was like That must take such a long time To like sort out Your to-do <laughs> list every day
1: Yeah which it was, like, is When you got a notebook like, for it I was like now. Like a yeah. journal
0: Yeah so good yeah i like the um the the fact that it's got a little gratitude tracker in it as well i think this is oh, something I that i need to implement in my life yeah because yeah it just makes you be a little bit more positive about life and, and, and <laughs> enjoy you get, things.
1: Point, you get to a point where you're like oh i've said like quite a lot of stuff like because you have to write it every day you get to a point where you're like right yeah i need to think of something else like i'm grateful for and then you end up thinking of like a load of Different stuff that you didn't even think Like you would be grateful for And I think that's like a really nice thing To sort of write down
0: Yeah It is nice isn't it
1: Yeah Yeah
0: I like it I've done it before Where it, where I've, I always I get distracted And forget about these journals But um, I have done it before And I think it's nice That it makes you actually sit down And really think about yeah. something From that day um, You have to It's not just something that you can just be like I'm grateful for um, My dog My is- chocolate that i had with my tea earlier or like i'm grateful for my mom and dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you literally write the same thing every yeah. day but like it does it forces you to pick something that's been positive especially when you've had a shit day which when you work for yeah. yourself and you're trying to build up a business like everybody has shit days sometimes so it's important to to sit and reflect on something that that's been good so yeah yes. that's a good one okay next deep question hopefully oh this God. one won't put you quite on the spot so much <laughs> but it's still quite bad um okay what do you want to be remembered for as a designer? Or as a person? It's entirely up to you. What, what do you want your lasting impact to be, Your like your legacy? I
1: would say, oh, see this is hard. Um, I would say, I guess it would just be like making it as a designer that hasn't gone to uni. I feel like that's my sort, yeah. my sort of thing like
0: trying to prove all the haters wrong yeah
1: yeah and <laughs> that I like I'm such a hard worker like I've worked I've said previously like i worked since I was 14 and I've always been that sort of hard worker so I I really just feel like yeah my hard work and not sort of doing it the sort of normal way as as people would sort of think is the way to get to like where you are I feel like yeah the way I've done it is is a bit different to the norm um and that would mm. hopefully t- like it would hopefully yeah. teach other people like you don't need to do it a certain way you just got to put your hard work yeah in everyone's path's
0: different yeah yeah exactly I like that that's good I like that <laughs> sort of proof of proof proof that you don't have to pay nine grand a year to yeah. be in a designer. <laughs> <laughs> nine grand a year for four years like i did <laughs> <laughs> hate that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god um, yeah i try not to think about that there but uh anyway last question yeah. um what would be your one key main point of advice for anybody who's trying to break into the design industry
1: i would say do not compare yourself to someone else over the internet is what mine would be.
0: Oh, good one. Yeah. Good one.
1: That would be it because I used to do that a lot when I started out and it got me nowhere. I think
0: everyone does. It, it, everyone wasted, does. My,
1: it wasted my energy when I could have been putting that into my own business and there was a lot of time that I wasted in self, like self-doubting myself and that energy could have been putting into me doing more designs. Um, and you yeah i just i just hate like when you see someone else's work and you immediately think like oh my god like i'm not as good as that person but you don't know what goes on behind that person and how they got to that design that might have taken them like three weeks mm. to get there and they might have fought with their client because do you know what i mean like it's, you all you see is a yeah. picture like you don't know what is going on behind someone's life so uh, yeah just do not compare yourself and like that is as simple exactly as
0: that, that. I think it's um we've actually been having this conversation in our group chat, haven't we? I know. I keep talking about this. Like our little... Our little um, everyone's gonna be
1: exclusive be in club. Our chat.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone was, everyone's gonna be part of a club. Um We <laughs> did this with Katie as well. <laughs> I swear everyone will be. to be fair, somebody did message me afterwards and said, How do I become one part of one of these oh clubs? My God. I said, You've gotta start engaging. I said you you will if you show up on yeah. social media and start um engaging with people's posts commenting then you make friends that's all it's about isn't it it's such a nice community to be a part of and if you if you want to you can't just like get into the community just so that you can like
1: no (laughs)
0: get advice off people and that it's just yeah if if you're you're all there to actually be um friends (laughs) and like we don't get anything off of it you know what i mean like it's just nice to to have that um that community that we can sort of bounce ideas off of and get feedback from and be there for each other when things go shit with clients or people could troll you or (laughs) (laughs) or uh, someone's copied your work or whatever but (laughs) Well, where I was going to go anyway with this Was that we did have a conversation about The copying thing um, well, It's been brought up quite a lot recently And yeah. I think this is a, a big point When it comes to comparing yourself to others It becomes There's a very fine line between Comparing yourself and using it as a motivator yeah. And being perhaps inspired by people's work and using it to pull into your mood boards and thinking, I really like how they've achieved that vibe. I like what they've done with that letter, with that typeface. There's a very fine line between, yeah, that that comparison and using it to sort of spur you forward and just becoming an imitator and yes. uh, a complete carbon copy of someone else, which you don't want to do because nobody's going to no. let you get away with it. Um, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I think compare, comparing yourself in that sense as well it's not just necessarily bad for your um self confidence and your own um growth as a, desi- as a designer but also it could it can be quite um more damaging I suppose is the yes. right word if you if you if you take it too far
1: yeah you need like you need to find your own design style and of course like you're going to get inspiration from like other designers like that's exactly mm. what we all do but there's a level of um, of how far your inspiration can go, and like yeah. people will people will know when you've copied, and like like the quote is like an original is worth more than a copy. Like that, like yeah, do you know what I mean, it's you you have to find your own design style, and yeah, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs>
0: That's a whole other thing, yeah. There's a book, actually, on it, which I'm just going to show because yeah. it's a really good one. Um, it's, it's, like, one of the most famous design books ever. ever like, everyone's going to have it. Um, still like an artist, Austin Kleon. Highly recommend. Put it on your Christmas list, everyone. Um, because it does, it teaches you how to how to steal, if you're going to steal, but do it properly. Because at the end yeah. of the day, when you're starting out as a designer, I remember I did it, I would see other people's work and think i want to be able to learn how to create that even if you do replicate their work you either don't post it or if you do you give them a whole lot of credit for it and yeah. you post it say so if someone was to copy one of my logos i would not mind if they then wrote this has been entirely inspired i would try to recreate one of yeah. mjp's logos i'd be like okay that's yes. fun yeah, yeah, yeah. but don't try to pass it off as your own <laughs> no <laughs> that's a completely yeah, different thing not do that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all fine if you want to be copying for practice as long as you credit yeah or, you know keep it to yeah. yourself
1: if you're yeah. wanting to like learn a certain design style and like don't get me wrong there are so many trends going around and there's obviously going to be mm. similarities in designs and everything like that but you got to find like who you are as a designer and what your design style is and yeah try these trends and but also just don't copy <laughs>
0: yeah if you're if you're copying and you're looking the same as everybody else how are you ever supposed to stand out That's as a it. designer anyway yeah. so oh, yeah I was, I was gonna say a hundred percent you're never then, gonna then. get spotted hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent i'm gonna have to go back through and count how many times we've said it <laughs> through this podcast and on that note i think we'll wrap it up do you want to tell everyone where we can find you where we they can, can find you i know it's fine. Yeah. so you can either like
1: find me on instagram and my instagram is <laughs> underscore abby design or find me on youtube which i'm i think i'm literally nearly at 1k now which is just mad Um, that's so exciting my youtube channel is just abby design so you can find me on there
0: cool what about um pinterest or where's tiktok you might as well give people them just in case so
1: both both of them are just abby design same as my youtube the only difference from instagram is just has an underscore at the start
0: yeah did someone else have that one did they nick it
1: yes so annoying!
0: Oh, what a pain? That oh is no. annoying. Oh well, I'm sure that you come up probably now before yeah. then anyway. Yeah. So oh well. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. Sorry, I've taken up uh, an hour and a half of your time. It was I'm hard. gonna go eat my carbonara I now. i Don't know about you. Have you not
1: eaten? <laughs>
0: No, no, yeah, I always eat late. I'm a late eater. Oh my god.
1: I have to eat at like five o'clock dead on. I'm like,
0: I no Are you one of those people?
1: Yeah. See, you know, think- I
0: have my lunch at like half two, three. Oh so my god. I'm a, but then I'm a two breakfast person. I have like a oh, coffee yeah. and a couple biscuits at like 7 a.m. and then another breakfast at like, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 ish. And then, yeah, spread <laughs> out my food. So, yeah, I'm going to go eat my carbonara now at quarter to nine <laughs> at night. This is actually not the latest I've ever eaten my dinner as well. It's oh actually my not that bad. God so anyway yeah I interrupted you on that note because I was talking about That's my car but thank you so much for coming on it's been great it's been no, a really fun okay. chat
1: It has been <laughs> I've enjoyed it
0: oh, I'm glad cool first podcast experience I run. <laughs> <laughs>